Hello guys, hope you're doing well. This is TJ and you're listening to Beyond the Ring podcast. And this is my review of new A&E biography on Bret the Hitman Heart. So this was a very good watch of uh, this biography. And A&E biography uh, really puts some uh, good biographies. Uh, not so dark like Dark Side of the Ring and not so controversial or something. It's a kind of a typical biography that you see from the start to the end that we that we are seeing. But uh, some of them we have seen that they omit some, some, uh, some things of their career but um, I mean you can say that uh, most of the things that we have seen in this biography we actually have read about or known about somewhere or the another if you have read about it so the documentary actually begins with uh, begins with um, uh, uh, I want to I want to just uh, say that before we get into the biography, please be sure to like this video, share it with your friends, and subscribe to my channel for more wrestling content like this. So let's get into this then. Appreciate that. And the beginning of this biography actually we saw uh, covering his uh, early childhood, how he getting into the professional wrestling. As we know, he was uh, he was. Uh, he was not the eldest child or the younger. He was in the middle. And uh, uh, Stu Hart has 12 children. Stu Hart was a wrestler. And he turned promoter then for Stampede Wrestling that we saw. And Stamp- uh, he used to train people in his dungeon very rigorously as Natalia actually tells us. And um, uh, Stu Hart actually had many, uh, many uh, challenges that he had faced for, uh, for, raising 12, uh, for raising his 12 kids actually. So that's a huge number and that's a huge uh, responsibility and uh, Bret Hart actually said that he used to, uh, Stuart actually loves cooking and he used to cook six six, uh, six different uh, six dishes and um, six different dishes for each of them kind of that, uh, yeah. Uh, six for one dish for six peoples and another another dish for two uh, another six peoples that he used to see. So that, that's, that was a very, um, very, uh, very uh, important responsibility that uh, that he had so he didn't run away like uh, uh, other biography and other other uh, wrestlers fathers we say uh, as we see in the biographies so he was not like that so he has that upbringing of uh, pride and that and that uh, instilling confidence because whenever uh, uh, Bret had actually faced bullying at school over his father's profession that uh, he was not a lawyer or a kind of a um, a doctor or something he was a professional wrestler so uh, his friends actually kind of uh, mocks him in his uh, in his childhood so uh, but he didn't get uh, as um Stu had actually then uh, instilled confidence and uh, saying that you are the hard boys you never fail you will not fail you will never fail kind of that kind of confidence that he gave so that's a great thing that his father gave so uh, and then we got a point where Stu Hart actually uh, sold his uh, uh, that promotion stampede wrestling to Vince McMahon's WWF because as as that at that time 1980 uh, mid 1980s you can say mid 1980s uh, that was a time where um, uh, territory promotions were winding up and was being bought by WCW WCCW actually WCCW and NWA uh, WCCW and WWF were the main players and then WCCW turned on to WCW by that turner actually bought, bought that so that's a that's a whole another thing that I'm saying so he sold to he sold his um, uh, promotion so Bret Hart uh, initially he was into filmmaking he would never uh, he would never actually thought about he would be getting into wrestling but he was a uh, filmmaking uh, stuff and uh, we actually see some uh, shots and all that he had created but um, he didn't uh, he didn't catch up on that and he left that and he actually then decided to uh, get into the wrestling business and uh, as as his brothers and his family and uh, he actually trained in 
his uh, Bret Hart's, um, Stu Hart's father's dungeon. As we say, the dungeon of uh, Stu Hart is one of the dangerous, rigorous training that we have because he used to put in on a very pain and rigorous uh, holds and submission holds. So uh, he like he likes to in, um, he likes to give the pain to the competitors uh, to explain the things uh, as an Italian uh, Natalia was saying. So. Natalia was uh, had uh, had a very uh, had a major major uh, you know, uh, interview here interview in this biography because uh, yeah she oh, she's already signed with WWE so there's no there's no kind of a problem to her being saying um, the, all the details that she has already know so uh, he actually trained and he actually uh, start to wrestle wrestling and stampede wrestling and then. As um, as I said, um, Stu actually sold his champion uh, uh, wrestling to Vince McMahon's WWF. WWF then actually uh, actually had the had the word that you uh, we will take the four of four of your child, and that four was the uh, uh, Davy Boy Smith, Jimmy uh, Jim Neidhart, and uh, the Bret Hart. So Bret Hart was uh, initially paired with uh, paired up with a. Uh, uh, in a tag team with uh, Davy Boy Smith, uh, yeah, uh, no, not Davy Boy Smith. He was with was Jim 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 Nine Hart as a tag team, the Hart Foundation, and uh, their manager was Jimmy Hart, and they actually uh, pretty much uh, carried out as, uh, that well, and they had that they had that uh, surnames as well. Uh, if you see the Hart Hart surnames, uh, that was uh, getting very good, and if uh, if you have the mouth of the soft Jimmy with you, and we have the uh, two. Uh, two very great wrestlers so that made uh, that um, that made that uh, chemistry were really good and they were very uh, uh, they uh, as uh, on the one hand uh, jim uh, jim nightad was very outrageous and his promos were very raged while uh, uh, bret hart was completely opposite cup bret hart was very calm and he used to be a heartthrob of uh, 1980s because the girls actually uh, used to Love, I love him actually, and he used to get lots of lots of fan letters, and uh, and he was fluid, he was, he was near flawless, and he was a more of a technical wrestler, uh, while Jim Knighter was a powerhouse wrestler. So that was a mixing of style, and we have Jim Jimmy Hart, and uh, he 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 does the, his stuff very good. That's um, that's that's just bragging about anything, and uh, and Hart allowed. Um, uh, Hart actually didn't think about he would be getting into the singles uh, singles uh, wrestling, but uh, Vince McMahon at a point calls him and uh, he actually offers him to be break up from the tag team and put him in the singles wrestling thing. And he actually didn't think upon first time that he would be a better fit for the company because that was a time where big guys uh, were doing the rounds because yeah uh, that was a time Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior kind of that was the time, but uh, yeah. Uh, even Sting, you can say Sting was the, but Sting was not in the WWF. Yes, I know, but uh, I mean, I'm oh, talking about the whole industry that time. So uh, he was not like that. He was a more technical wrestler, and high flying thing was not a very, very prominent thing in American wrestling. Uh, so that's why uh, Vince McMahon didn't thought about that they would be very good fit. But uh, initially, around the line, he actually. Uh, had that um, uh, Vince McMahon actually had that idea to have, uh, to have that singles run for him, and uh, he gets into the singles performing, and uh, he was uh, uh, his promos were very 
very infused kind of uh, with personal stories about his family and the pride and the skill and his upbringing and all his father's tutelage that he insisted instilled in him and uh, it's a it's a it's a different uh, it's a different kind of character that we have never seen kind of thing because uh, if you have that kind of family that uh, that lives and breathes wrestling and then they get into that and then we get out of that so that's a very good exp- that's a very great experience as well as you can uh, certainly have make that storyline so that's what Vince McMahon did and uh, that's what the plan actually had so it it's uh, it's like a very different kind of storyline and uh, uh, because of uh, because of uh, earlier figures like Hulk Hogan they were kind of a cartoonish era because, because uh, that was a time uh, that was a, and this was a kind of a changing era in 1985 uh, kind of slowly slowly picking up and slowly slowly changing the era of wrestling and style of wrestling and um, and we saw some footage of his uh, calm and engaged presence among fans illustrating the two-way connection he cultivated with his public and we saw uh, uh, we actually saw uh, his 90s swagger began to seep into his image and uh, that hitman character and still he was a kind of champion that young kids felt comfortable chatting with him on the visit on a school or something and family became more and more a staple of hearts wwe storyline because we have two biggest storyline that we had and we uh, remember even now uh, now the now to this day and that's that uh, best match from the uk that summer slam uh, 1992 i think yeah 1992 summer slam versus davy boy smith uh, we can say uh, the dynamite kick or the the british bulldog yeah british bulldog for the intercontinental championship and this was a great match and and uh, 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 Dinah Hart actually wife of British Bulldog actually said that uh, 80,000 people were there uh, how they were because the family was not uh, very happy to see that thing but uh, they really did uh, uh, tell a good story and uh, and uh, and uh, she was happy that uh, her husband actually won and Diana Hart Smith watching Pennsylvania as her brother and husband trade blows over gold and glory and the relative tensions of family goes resentments arguments taking sides and all continued with another storyline in which uh, as we in the later in the uh, uh, kind of preaching into 2000 era we saw Owen Hart's rivalry 1997 I think yeah Owen Hart was hellbent and this was a very more personal that uh, this was a little kid and if you know Owen Hart was the youngest kid of Stu Hart and uh, they had the they had the he was a youngest kid so but if you see the Wembley Stadium match was uh, was um, so much over and more over than I would say than Owen Hart storyline that they played out because uh, that was a match and that was a match in Wembley Stadium in UK first ever pay-per-view major pay-per-view of WWE in UK so fans were literally uh, excited at that time so that was a uh, different kind of era because 90s was just kicking off and uh, so th- that was a different era. but when we get to 97 or something we were kicking it off to the attitude era and we're turning uh, because of that that time WCWWW war was going on so a lot of different situations you can discuss about but uh, two different things I mean uh, if I if I would say I didn't say I didn't have seen the build-up of the SummerSlam 1992 but um, that the there's a personal thing that a personal family family thing that they had but uh, re- really I mean I can I can say that um, Owen Hart's uh, character build-up and his turn was uh, uh, very very uh, breather very life breather for Owen Hart's uh, career because uh, he was doing nothing because he was just uh, with um, he had just had the Davis boy Davy boy Smith uh, tag team that he was going I mean that was not good I am not saying that was good but uh, when he turned into the Bret Hart's uh, 
WWE champion that uh, he actually looked upon then win after winning the champion because at that same paper you actually he actually beat and he actually beat uh, 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 Bret Hart and uh, in the same paper year at the end of that Bret Hart is champion and that was the time Owen Hart had that childish kind of ego that they had and it was perfect for uh, I mean Owen Hart because uh, that family thing actually put on a very great detail and a very great penetration to the storyline I mean uh, you cannot you cannot expect the storyline to be told by other another another guy or something you can say Steve Austin or something like just for example because uh, the family may uh, the family thing uh, just made this storyline very better and I like the character of uh, Owen Hart and I actually seen this thing and the build up of this so that's why I'm telling uh, uh, 1992 thing I seen the match but uh, the match was great but I didn't watch the uh, I didn't have watched the build up and all how it was gotten so it was definitely kind of a as I said personal family thing that they had so uh, yeah so then we get to the uh, as we get to the 96 97 period and this was a time we were nearing to the screw job thing because that was a time uh, we actually have seen this thing in Shawn michaels documentary as well and uh, many other uh, articles and all as the storyline was going on and uh, Bret Hart, uh, Stone Michaels actually said that he has some sunny days that's going on, but Bret didn't like it, and that actually had that effect on his family moments as well as uh, his child. Were asking who is Sunny, you, uh, do you have that relationship? So that made him uncomfortable, uncomfortable, and that made the story heated and uh, personal, actually a real life personal thing that happened. And uh, is this the story of Bret Hart that thing? We uh, actually this uh, this is something changed. I mean. I I don't know it's a change or it's, is this is right but uh, we see that this uh, uh, in many things that Brett Brett was a reason why uh, that was a reason why because of what Vince McMahon I mean uh, Brett was the reason why why this happened I mean that I I don't know uh, what is what is right which is right because uh, that's a that's a kind of a discussion to be made but uh, still I mean uh, Shawn Michaels uh, really had that uh, attitude uh, that was there at that time, uh, uh, that cocky attitude, that uh, over world confidence attitude. He was uh, cocky as hell, man. He was the epitome of cocky. I mean, he was uh, he was uh, he has that ugly personality, and he wasn't uh, he wasn't that great. I mean, I'm I can say that uh, the 96, 97 period of Shawn Michaels. He was playing the port. He was playing the character very well. He was portraying the character very well. But um, at my inner heart, I didn't like the version of Shawn Michaels of that. I definitely liked after he returned into the 2000 era. Uh, I mean, uh, he was more. Uh, he was more. I mean, I have said in this uh, any biography of Shawn Michaels, he was more. Uh, uh, wasn't pressurized. He had gone out, gone out of the bad habits and all. So I'm not. I'm not discussing into that. This is Bret Hart's uh, biography. Sorry for getting into that. So this documentary then covers the heights uh, of the rivalry and uh, handling the darker days of Bret Hart's life with uh, that uh, financial. Uh, because uh, that was a time where uh, WWE was also going with the financial problems and uh, Bret. Uh, Bret actually was had the offer from WCW and that was uh, 10 million yeah 10 million uh, they were 9 million 9 million they were saying for 3 years and uh, that's guaranteed by WWF actually said that 10 million for 10.5 million for 20 years so that's a that's a no brainer deal that you would go for WCW but uh, he didn't go he didn't left because he was uh, more loyal to Vince McMahon WWF so he stayed there but what Vince McMahon did was a real real betrayal and that's no doubt I can say that and uh, yeah, that's no that's no doubt you can say whatever you can that's my 
my opinion i'm saying that but uh, uh, the bret hart and all because we see that this is starting that have been made by shawn michaels but um, we have seen these things and all uh, i mean this was a time where uh, these personal things were not commented so shawn i mean i can say that shawn really made the personal comment i mean i would say that that actually had uh, that actually had struck about bret hart so bret hart has this thing i mean uh, bret is also responsible if you think about that uh, they would some wrestler that just to uh, just uh, they would be doing anything for the business there are very many wrestlers that they, that do anything for wrestling any character or anything that they uh, that the company does so the company actually so he had actually valued him and actually had that uh, that i wasn't expect i wasn't expecting this from shawn michaels i didn't expect it so really he had that heat or hate of shawn, for shawn michaels so that's why actually uh, that um, uh, that actually that actually had that fire upon him because just if you see that just a comment i mean i'm i'm not i'm not uh, i'm not saying that shawn michaels what shawn michaels actually said was uh, right or wrong but for the storyline perspective if you see um, we have seen more things and all personal things and all we have already seen we have also seen death being played out in the storylines and all we have seen that so uh, i mean uh, i i can agree that that was not that was not the time where that was kind of getting accepted because later on the era we kind of getting gets accepted and with that kayfabe and uh, kind of thing that was getting removed and getting vanished uh, time by time by time so i mean uh, the, the if you see uh, this not uh, not to blame for bret hart as well as shawn michaels both are responsible for this situation if bret hart had that uh, thing that this was a storyline that he did and if he explained his family or not he didn't uh, he didn't get that into his heart this would have been a whole different scenario but uh, what Vince McMahon did, I'm not speaking about Montreal Screwjob, but Montreal Screwjob was another thing because uh, that's a Vince McMahon decision. And uh, I mean, uh, maybe Shawn Michaels would be, uh, I mean, Shawn Michaels had that thing, uh, Shawn Michaels did know that thing. But uh, I mean, I can expect that Vince McMahon is the one who, decision, who does the decision. Even though Shawn Michaels have said that uh, the decision hands on the, uh, on the responsibility was on the Vince McMahon. So... We have been, we are being seeing like that. He doesn't care the f about anyone. He just want to make money, and I mean, he's devoted into that, and he's devoted, and he's holding up uh, very well in the in this industry. And I mean, I can say that he's uh, he had brain, and he had that, he had that experience, and that's why he's uh, he can turn around. So that's why he's doing. Uh, doing good. So that was a time when the WWF was not at a good financial period as well. So. So, so this actually this played out and uh, um, uh, Bret Hart was get, get, uh, got angry and they had the they had the uh, they had the war in the they had kind of yeah they had the fight in the in the locker room and that actually led Vince McMahon cut his pay so this was a time when uh, Vince uh, Bret Hart was very frustrated and worried because what he was doing what he was expecting wasn't happening as he uh, he didn't want to go into wcw because of what the deal was uh, but uh, all the other uh, other guys like uh, jim ross and all if uh, if i was i was been i would be trying for that if uh, that they were saying that's why so uh, if the deal is still hanging around so he didn't want to go to wcw maybe he didn't trust their um, booking and all and all the thing and uh, maybe so so that's why but uh, he did really need that money so uh, he just said to um, Vince McMahon that uh, I, 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 he said to Sean uh, they had the plan to 
to drop the title and we know that story and uh, Shawn Michael said that I would never drop the title to you even if I if I was a champion so that made Bret Hart even more angry and that made kind of a uh, angry situation and he said to Vince McMahon that um, I don't want I would be I would be doing anything uh, and I would be dropping the title to anyone but I would not be titled I cannot drop the title to someone who is not respecting me in that that's his explanation that's his biography tells upon I mean really Bret Hart has that uh, kind of uh, urgency a kind of that uh, uh, kind of the we could say we could say that kind of uh, uh, mental that uh, mental problem that uh, what he think upon and what he valued upon he wasn't getting that and he he wants to get that and if he don't get that uh, he will no uh, he will not do the job i mean he really wa- he really was not a businessman kind of guy he really actually ascertained what all the situation is going on and according to that he used to calculate upon what to do and what not to so this changed the division uh, this changed the decision of Bret Hart actually and which McMahon uh, he actually had the conversation before the match that uh, uh, we can uh, we can get this done in a very other way kind of a DQ finish or something and Vince agreed, agreed on that and we actually listened upon the tape as well and this ultimate betrayal by Vince McMahon and uh, we cannot forget about this for what Vince did actually and Vince actually we also already saw that Vince uh, Brett was uh, put up on the sharpshooter by Shawn Michaels and Brett didn't tap out referee actually Earl Hebner actually tapped uh, uh, to ring the bell as Vince McMahon and Brett had actually said that uh, he was re- reversing and he actually saw Vince McMahon uh, uh, telling to uh, to the timekeeper area to ring the bell, ring the bell, and uh, this was a time as we all seen he was uh, that drawed uh, drawn the WCW sign. He actually spit it upon, and especially he really good uh, did uh, spit upon very well as he says. And Vince McMahon still to this day because as they were filming this uh, biography and he actually said that uh, uh, he didn't regret up, regret upon what he did and uh, it was the right decision that he did made. I mean. What the F man, what right decision are you doing? I mean, uh, how can you think about like that? I mean, you're trusting someone by saying that I will do this and you are completely, uh, completely opposing the thing. I mean, uh, you can, you could have done the good way as well. He's not kind of a job or something. He carried on your, or your division, your uh, top echelon in many for many years and you're just giving this thing and he actually said upon that for more a lots of hard work that they, he did in WWF uh, this was the present that Vince McMahon did and he was really frustrated and he was really uh, kind of down after that what McMahon did and uh, he actually had the plane ride where he was going back uh, which we saw and uh, uh, he was crying and on the next week of the raw we saw that McMahon actually ins- insisting that uh, Jim Ross actually asked that that sit down interview that who actually what was the situation and he McMahon says that Brett screwed Brett I mean uh, this uh, this is a long uh, discussing topic you can discuss upon but uh, discussed upon various various uh, various wrestling fan base by uh, kind of a, you can bury the hatchet now because this is a long kind of discussion that we had did but uh, they already bury the hatchet in uh, uh, after 12 years when he came back to raw and uh, and uh, before that we have seen before that we actually seen the unfortunate news that Owen Hart's passing and he was in the WCW and he was never interested in what he was doing in that and he was at the NW can you expect Bret Hart with NW man I mean he really really didn't fit I mean seeing his 
uh, seeing is walking down the aisle or ramp i mean you cannot expect that he was doing good uh, he was very uh, well looking looking at his face he was really not enjoying his uh, his time there so uh, they didn't really put upon his run because that wasn't great as well i mean uh, you cannot if you have not discussed or something and that's always a case with any biography they did not discuss the other companies thing they just use some uh, some sentence or some footage or something that they have from somewhere and um, and uh, the uh, owen had actually owen had uh, passed away and he all out of the wrestlers come upon and had the had the had the funeral and we actually saw that that was a sad uh, sad moment and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, fast forward to 12 years we saw hart returning to raw and face mcmahon at wrestlemania 26 in 2010 and before that we have we had shawn michael segment that they, that they had on raw and they uh, they bury the hatchet and they uh, vince mcmahon had the storyline played on and he was smiling and he actually kicked in the balls and they run 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 on to that storyline and they had the match in wrestlemania 26 uh, that was a really great match but fans enjoyed that my comeback and all as Bret Hart says, and uh, uh, and uh, he was a. Uh, I mean, if you see his career, uh, he was a. Uh, he was a very great wrestler for for 10 years i mean say if you if you omit that controversial part but he really did uh, focus, uh, did had that uh, mainstream attention i mean uh, this is this, uh, this is a thing that you have never seen in the professional wrestling industry that the screw job that uh, that have never happened because we discussed that is fake or real or something this fake fake or something but uh, we have never seen in the life that uh, kind of moment so this was a very this was a very uh, kind of a kind of a very spotlight kind of uh, spotlight kind of moment that wwe history can never erase this so the, the, so the, the, uh, i mean uh, that's had a fair share of uh, bad things bad things for bret hart's name as well as good name for good for bret hart because fans love the animosity and that real life thing uh, that's going on in the ring actually and uh, that uh, that's uh, that's professional wrestling if you if you th- if you have that real life story live going on fans actually enjoy that even now as well so friendship storyline as well that holds to, holds to that same as well so he actually uh, he then uh, was neither swaggering hitman or the virtuous of technical wrestling at 2010 time that his fans had been so enamored on in the late 80s and 90s and he danced a hard tango with loss injury misadventure and time and come out of it performer with physical limitations who returned to just do one thing put the past to bed and connect with fans who who still cared as he as he says and never more vulnerable and never more compelling to those who had missed his presence in the business he was born into thing. so he this was a quote that he that he had so after that uh, they had the brief uh, they had the brief uh, focus on his uh, brief focus in real life uh, real life situation that he because he divorced his first wife and he actually married upon uh, another wife who, who is a kind of a half in his age he is 60 or something 60 plus and she is 30 uh, 30 plus 38 or something and she actually states that uh, sometimes i actually feel uh, like 68 and he actually feels like 30 or something so kind of an odd or kind of a relationship that they had kind of a father uh, kind of a father daughter relationship but still they are having that um, they are enjoying it and they have the uh, first wife's child and all they have the good moments that they had uh, the uh, clicks and all that they uh, clicks photo clicks and pictures that we have seen uh, we actually saw in this uh, biography uh, so kind of a closing moment that right there and in the and the end and the end he says that uh, he reconnected with his subtle children who and found love again with current wife stephanie washington had his second wife and uh, he had the family creativity ambition success loss 
depression health crisis and recovery and all of that uh, divorce as well and finding love once more and nothing and he ends it uh, this with this quote that nothing that is human is left out of the story of bread hitter hitman heart and amy's this was amy's biography uh, the ending of the biography of bret hart so this was a good biography you can watch it nothing uh, nothing to uh, nothing to say much about not not uh, not uh, nothing uh, new things or something but uh, it's pretty uh, recalling things that if you want to recall the stuff that happened uh, you can uh, really watch this biography this was a good piece of watch but uh, never really recommended or something you can uh, you could watch the you should watch this or something some uh, some kind of ultimate warrior or some kind of you can say uh, the dark side of the dark side of the ring version of the grizzly smith or something i mean you can compare this because uh, this was a more mainstream thing that they had i mean i not comparing but just i am uh, just uh, uh, just a sake for information i am telling so if you have not seen if you have not known about bret hart or something so you, you can really watch this a good biography this is a good biography put on by any biography they should go go to something but uh, that's any biography because they had uh, that's wwe that's wwe doing things so that's it this is my review and thoughts and discussion on uh, the biography and all that happened in this biography i hope you enjoyed this episode as well i i really will be doing uh, the future episodes for any biography dark side of the ring as well so please be sure to like the, uh, like this video share it with your wrestling friends and subscribe to my channel and comment down your thoughts suggestions on my podcast on my reviews what do you want to see to improve to improve on me so i want all the suggestions uh, that you have in my comment section if you if you think upon appreciate that you are listening so before we go uh, before we go i want to say this be be safe stay energetic and I'll see you guys in the next one peace